Australia travelled to the West Indies for one reason, and that was to lose. Shabo here from Crickblog. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm joined by my co-host Nash, who I hope will be on his best behaviour today. Won't give me too many uh, or too much grief regarding Australia. <laughs> Nash, how are you, mate? I'm good. Well, I promised my Indian friends that I'll be on my worst behavior. So, um, bring it on, bring it on. Let's go. <laughs> but yeah, so so I'll I'll start with the first question. Let's just dive in. What 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 happened? What happened? Okay. I mean, why the change in the last? Um, like, where did it all go wrong? Um, do you want to give the listeners a chance to know what's coming up on the episode or nah, you just want to dive straight in? Okay. I'll quickly just, dive just in. Di- uh, just, just dive in. Uh, this podcast episode will, will be, you know, a big roundup of, of everything that's happening in the water cricket at the moment. There's plenty of cricket on, which is great for, for someone like me who's in lockdown. Um, even though Australia is stressing me out, um, a lot's gone wrong for Australia. Sort of the worst, uh, the worst fears that I had before the series sort of came to fruition. You know, I was always worried about, um, you know, how we'd cope in in the middle order of our batting, you know, that that was always going to be an issue. You know, we still rely too much on our top order. And there's always the question of, oh, what if David Warner's available? You know, Steve Smith, Glenn Max, will they make a difference to this team? Yeah, they will, but we've still got an issue from number five down. Yep. And we saw that as a big problem for us right throughout the series. The only game that we won was was a game where, you know, Mitch Marsh and Aaron Finch set up a great platform at the top. And even then we lost some, you know, middle over wickets in in, in, clunk, in chunks, sorry. And then, um, you know, we ended up getting a score in the end that was defendable because of such a great start. But just, you know, as I mentioned last week, when we lose momentum in a T20 game, we, we just do not, we do not have the ability to sort of rein that back. Um you know, I've got to give a shout out to Mitch Marsh. He was unbelievable in the series, bat and ball, you know. And I hope for Australia's sake, he can sort of take that form into the T20 World Cup because we're going to need him, I think, to perform well. Given that Steve Smith, I don't know if he'll be there, given that elbow injury and the Ashes straight after. Do you think Marsh has sealed the number three spot for himself? Um, I don't know because, say, Steve Smith is back and fit and Australia want to pick Steve Smith then what do you do? Yeah. You know, you know, say, but Warner, does, Steve, Steve Smith, does Steve Smith want to pick himself? Is the question. That's, that's the thing. Like say Steve Smith, uh, say Steve Smith is available and willing yep. and, um, you know, and he's fit and Australia want to pick him. Then we have to think, we have to see what they do there, but because Mitch Marsh yep. looks really comfortable at number three. Yeah. He just, you know, he, he can come in, he can, you know, go at his own pace early on and, as we saw in the series, he's got the ability to hit big. So yeah. without a doubt, Australia's man of the series. Um, I felt as well with the ball, Australia couldn't rein the West Indies in. We were good in patches, but then couldn't sustain it for long enough. Um, yeah. You know, I thought the form of Adam Zampa was maybe a little bit underwhelming for me. I, f- I expected more from him. He took four wickets in the five games where someone like Hayden Walsh Jr. took, what, 11 yeah, you know, Zampa right. did go for under eight and over, which is respectable. But you know, against the West Indies, who've struggled against wrist spin in recent times, you need to be taking wickets. And you know, four wickets in five games, and two of them coming in a single game. We need better from Adam. So, oh, there's there's so many 
so many you know problems to fix for Australia. I can't believe we just can't sort this this middle order from five down. Just far too reliant. What, on the top. what do you what do you make of the? Um, okay, let's take a step back first. Sticking to the batting order, just I'll just um, jump across the pond from West Indies to the UK, where a couple of Australians have really done well in the T Twenty Blast. Josh yep. Inglis and yep, Marcus Lubuskakni. Um, Josh Inglis has two hundreds in I think fourteen innings. Um, in the T20 blast uh, and scored for almost 500, 530 runs at an average of 45 or 46, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think his performances are getting noticed or do you think he's absolutely a no go? I think he was on the radar and I think Australia was silly not to pick him. Uh, so I wrote an article before the, well, when the original West Indies, um, you know, Australia squad for the West Indies tour was announced. And, um, you know, Ben McDermott wasn't even included in that original squad and Josh Inglis wasn't included. And, and I posed the question that Josh, Josh Inglis should be, should be seriously considered because when you get Warner, Finch, Smith, and then now you see Mitchell Marsh going well at the top of the order, you've got no room for a wicketkeeper batsman up there. And I think the best option, you see Wade and Carey, they struggle in the middle in T20 cricket. We saw yeah. Carey in this series. Yep. Someone like Josh Inglis has performed well in the middle. I know in the Vitality Blast, he opened, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. You know, Australia don't need any, you know, they're not desperate for openers. We need players coming down the order. But but Inglis in the Big Bash last season made scores of 72, 44, 58, 69, adding at four for the Scorchers. Yeah. He's made That's runs great. for WA in list A cricket, adding lower down the order. You know, he's the sort of player who can who's innovative. Um, who's willing to take a risk, be busy. Australia, particularly in that third T20, if you remember, we only lost, I think, four or five wickets and we just scraped over 140. We just couldn't accelerate in the middle. If our top order doesn't perform, we are stuffed. So we need, we need someone like Josh Inglis to be given an opportunity because the other keeper batsmen in the squad are really struggling to come in and make an impact in that middle order. So... Yep. Um, I don't. I don't think the Bangladesh tour has been announced, but I know that no. you know by all reports that will be going ahead. I hope he get an, get an opportunity to go there in conditions that will be similar to the UAE in a sense. Yep. And test him in that middle, give him an opportunity, and see how he goes. That's correct. Because I think coming off a great T Twenty blast, I think um, it it will be really great that um, he gets a look in into the Australian squad, and I think um, before the T20 World Cup, it is it is really important to at least try, um, you know, a couple of other options than Steve Smith or, you know, your regular ones, Alex Carey, Matthew Wade, your, yeah. um, the usual suspects, because if they fail and they've already failed in the West Indies T20 series, you know, as we have all seen. So um, yeah. I think Kerry, the first innings that he played in the T in the T20 series, got out for a duck on the second. Uh, goal, I, think. I think first um, first a game he scored I think thirteen or something like that. I yeah, think about five or six balls. He yeah. started to look good, but a couple of you know he played a reverse sweep, was looking busy, and yeah. then just got himself out. And I think the next game he sort of chipped one back to the ball of first ball yep. you know, after our great start. So, you know, Alex Kerry was one that stuck in my mind saying he didn't grab the opportunity with both hands, you know, because he's a talent. Yep. But yeah. And, and obviously uh, keeping in mind the bowling department as well, which is looking pretty thin right now. Um, even Mitchell Stark's gone for runs. I know he bowled one excellent over to Andrew Russell at the, at the end, but um, uh you know, is 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 um 
do we do do does australia have that many options because uh, again going back to the t20 blast in england there's ben duarshes who is the left arm yep. um pacer who's doing really well um in the t20 blast so do you think there's um any merit in looking at him even perhaps for the bangladesh series um i'm not sure to be honest i think i think we're okay in the pace bowling department contrary to what you've said you know yeah i know and look for the T20 World Cup, that is, if for the Bangladesh series you want to look at a few others like Ben Dorcious or, you know, someone like that, you know, or Wes Ager, who was in, I think, in this yep. squad here in the West Indies, go for it. Um, but in terms of, you look at our overall side, when you got like Pat Cummins to come back down the track, um, Jai Richardson, um, you know, even sort of like, I know he hasn't probably set the world on fire in uh, international career, but Kane Richardson's an option there too, Josh Hazelwood and Mitchell Stark. I don't know if I'm missing anyone there. I think even Riley Meredith, I know he went for runs and, and gave me a heart attack in that fourth T20, but he's someone that you persist with and, and um, you know, say, look, he can come good. He's got a good Yorker on him. You know, he, he can be someone who can bolt death. I think another bowler I want to see get a go is Nathan Ellis. I'm a big fan yes. of his. I'm a big yep. fan of his, actually. Um, he's someone who hits a good Yorker and Australia yep. desperately needs that. So in the pace bowling department, I feel we have some options. I don't think it's as dire as, you know, our batting in this format. We are so far behind. You look at someone like England, look at Liam Livingston hitting that six yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Um, you look at that series, England are scoring 200 for fun. Pakistan, you know, they even they were scoring big. Yep. You know, India, look at them. We are so far behind the top teams. It's not funny, you know. And and, and but having having looked at the T20 squad, which went to Australia, obviously there's a lot of players players missing at the moment. And I will just quickly list uh, the players that will slot into the squad directly, um, you know, without any hesitation. Uh, opening with obviously David Warner and Aaron Finch. Yep. Um, then number three is probably Mitchell Marsh because they, he's done well um, at number yep. three. Then four will be Maxwell, five yep. will be Stoinis. Yep. And then six, seven is where your... Um, the Australian batting lineup starts looking a bit uh, Look, uh, on even, the edge. Even, even at five with Stoinis, he's, he's, not a, he's a, more of a natural opener in T20 cricket. That's where he's most yeah, comfortable. Yeah. But I'll give him credit. He has improved at number five yeah. in T20 cricket over the last, say, year. Uh, well, since cricket resumed last year uh, after the, the, the break of four months due to the pandemic, yeah. he's been okay. So... And and obviously, number six spot, slots it. the finishing spot is a problem. Your number six is very yeah. important in T20 cricket. We haven't nailed it. I think in that team that you've mentioned, you need a keeper yep. at that six. Yeah, and, and, and funny you should say that because if Steve Smith does play, then he'll slot in at number three, which means Mitchell Marsh can play that finishing role if he can at number six, seven. Well, he's been tried there before without a lot of success. But otherwise, then if Steve Smith plays, then unfortunately, Mitchell Marsh loses out, doesn't he? Um, because you can't likely he you will, can't, likely he yeah, will you, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And because um, then you have Dan Christian at, at that spot as well. You have Alex Kerry, who is a keeper as well. Um, I think I think Alex Kerry should get the go ahead before um Matthew Wade. Um, even at six, that is just my personal opinion. Yeah, that is just my personal opinion. Look, the, um, the, 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 the argument I'll have for Kerry is you know. He was fantastic down the order in the 2019 ODI World Cup. Yep. He was actually one of our best batsmen batting down there. Yep. So you might have a good shout, but T20 is, um, 
it's a different ball game. You've got less time, don't right. you? You know, you've got to go from ball one, and that's where we really struggle in that number six yeah. spot. That's why someone like a Josh Inglis, look, I'm not saying he 100% will succeed, but he's definitely worth the try because he's got a low center of gravity. He's not a big guy. Yeah. And he can sort of mess with bowler's lengths and he can score 360 degrees because he's got, you know, some very innovative stroke play as well. So, yeah. you know, I'd and, like to be, I'd like to see him get a go at five or six. And then where do you see Minus coming in? Uh, he won't get in. Even with that performance? He's, he's played at an average um, of almost 60, I think. Well, he's got about top four. He's got about yeah. top four. Yeah. If he, he's an anchor he sort has of an player, average of 55. He? Oh yeah, yeah, he's a he gun. Is. He's a gun. But you know, you got to bat him top four if you, you know. You so know, do you, you see him think... opening, possibly with Alan Aaron Finch instead of Warner if Warner no, doesn't play? No, no, they'll play Warner. They'll definitely play yeah. Warner if he's fit and raring to go. I can't see them leaving Warner out, unless Trevor Bayless yeah, becomes uh, Australia coach, shifts from Sunrisers Hyderabad to Australia. But I, other than that, I can't see it. Um, so, uh, so as we say, a lot of questions to answer. You know, a lot yep. of questions. And and one we're, such we're stuck. Um, we're stuck yeah. on our T twenty plans. That, that is that is correct. And one such um, question we have from our mm-hmm. listener um, from Crick Crazy Addy is: Do you think the comeback of some key players like Warner, Maxi, Steinis will sort all their T twenty problems? No, no. I think we had a similar question last week, and I said no because you know Warner, Maxwell, they're top four players, and they're very yep. important to the side. But then it's as I said, five five down is where. Australia have big problems if we, you know, similar to Pakistan, if we, if the top order doesn't fire, then we're in a bit of trouble. Yep. And actually, actually a good question um, regarding the opening start opening partnership that we were just talking about a few minutes earlier, who can be openers of, sorry, the question is from stats Guruji 786. Uh, Who can be the openers of the Australian team as Aaron Finch is injured? Can we open with, Josh Philippi and Ben McDermott, both are one of the best in, in Aussie domestic. So at this stage, Finch is in doubt. Is he's a, a chance of yep. missing the series? I would actually go with Philippi and Carey opening yes. the batting. Um, yep. Now, the reason I say that is because you just got to try and look at the future as much as you can as well. Matthew Wade is a little bit older in years mm. and you got to think, okay, Josh Phillippe has had a bit difficult in T20 international cricket so far. I think he's been moved around a little bit in the batting order. They're trying to find a position yep. for him. Give him the chance to open in one international cricket and get a hold in international cricket. You know, I think this could be a chance where he's got a bit more time to get settled in in a one-day game. Yep. And if he can make a statement in this series, he'll do his confidence the world of good because he's a talent. You know, he's got ability. Uh, Josh Phillippe. Yep. So, so give him a chance there. And I think Alex Carey is a class, still a classy player. You know, I think Australia did try him at opener in a series against India. Uh, I think it was back in 2019. He, he didn't have a great series then, but I think it might be worth left hand, left right hand combination. Yep. And and both under 30. You know, if you want to give players an opportunity in that position, I think those are the two. Um, yep. I think the question men- mentions McDermott. Um, yes, I wouldn't, it does. I, I wouldn't open with McDermott. I'd have him. I'd have him in the team if he's fit. Maybe at number four yep. or five. You know, is a yep player who's done well there in T20 cricket um, and can, can offer some value there for Australia. Yep. And and now keeping time in mind, the last question on the Australia West Indies series is from at underscore Crick Kaushik 
underscore. Uh, do you think Mitchell Marsh is ideal for number three after his performance in the series? Because players like Watson have also played up the order and had success. He's definitely more comfortable up the order, as I said. You know, he's been tried down the order before as a finisher with very mixed success. Australia had a, a middle order problem even when he was in the middle order. He looks at yep. a, a completely different player at number three and hopefully he can maintain that. You know, we have to see if Smith, you know, he's still managing that elbow injury. And if Smith is not available, I think it's an easy decision. Just pop Marsh there. He was excellent in this series. He played very well. Yeah. Um, now, to our listeners, for the rest of this show, we'll cover, you know, quite a bit happening in world cricket at the moment. We have India, Sri Lanka. We'll talk about that here with Nash. Um, England, Pakistan, some thrilling T20 cricket there. A little bit happening in Ireland and in Zimbabwe as well. And a little bit of women's cricket we'll touch on. So, Nash, India yesterday, what did you make of them? Um, I thought very impressive. You know, no surprises to the result and no surprises to how easy they won the game. What impressed you most in that first match? I think the, just again, we have spoken about this um, for, 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 a, uh, for some time now, the, just the depth in the, in the Indian uh, squad, like, uh, it's this pretty was, scary, isn't it? It's it is it is scary for for me as an Indian fan as well because uh, this sort of dominance um, is what we have always created create for as as an Indian fan, uh, and it it is so it is brilliant to see um, you know these not I wouldn't say it's a second string squad but the, these um, fringe players who who might not get into the squad if all the think, uh, all the main players um were not in england i think uh, they yes. perform really well they know that what they have to do i think shikadavan captain really well yesterday as well obviously mm. there's some there's some phases of um you know um over reliance if i if you can call it that on some bowlers in some phases but again that comes with experience and i think um, rahul dravid as a coach his first full time um match uh, as an indian coach was uh, was absolutely brilliant as well so it was really good to see um ishan kishan debuting mm. as well um he was good he was really good Oof. And how good again, was Prithvi Shaw as well? Exactly, oh. exactly. So, um, given given it was an easy win, like there's not mm. much. Everyone expected that, really. Um, actually, really, real credit goes to Sri Lanka for even scoring two sixty. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. From the from the ups, you know, the way they they finished well with the bat in England. Yeah, that's yeah, an area probably India want to improve. Just that death bowling, some some pretty loose stuff there. But I thought Sri Lanka two sixty, oh, they did well, but. I think we'll be talking about India's depth bowling even in even in a hundred years' time. So um, <laughs> <laughs> that that yeah. I, I don't have much hopes in that uh, right yeah. now. But again, um, really clinical performance mm. from India, and I I don't see anything changing in the second ODI as well. No, neither do I. Prithvi Shaw, remember the uh, the domestic one day trophy for India? Is it the Vijay Hazare Trophy? Yep. 827 runs. He scored in eight games earlier this year, 165.4. Yep. Like, he's just on fire up ball cricket. He was good in the yes. IPL as well. Just playing with total freedom. Um, I was looking, I was watching it, and his, his back foot punching, his, his offside stroke play is something to behold. Maybe Sri Lanka got to look at, sort of try cramping him up a little bit more. He loves the yep. width. He loves the width. So Sri Lanka have got to find a way to improve um, and yep. be more competitive. Because 
you know, this India side looks head and shoulders above um, them at the moment. Um, the spinners for India did quite well. I thought, what did you make of um, the two leg, uh, the two wrist spinners? It was a question we got from Raj Aryan at Raj Aryan True. How do you rate the comeback of India's spin duo in uh, Kuldeep Yadav and Yuzvendra Chahal? Look, I think over the last few years, I think Chahal and Yadav's um, bowling success has been key to India's success, really, because um, they they stop the flow of runs in the middle overs. They you know get the wickets as as wrist spinners do. Uh, so it has been really key. But again, going back twelve months, that hasn't happened. Mm. Um, you know they have missed the plot somewhere um, somewhere down the track where they haven't really made that impact. Um, like they, uh, like Kohli and the team management wanted them to have. Um, and coming back to yesterday's game, I think they both, both of them bowled really well, although uh, both of them went at a rate of five and a half, um, mm. which is which is fair for a wrist spinner. Uh, but both of them took wickets, so they took four wickets. As long as they're taking between. wickets. Exactly, exactly. And that's what wrist spinners will give you. They might go for runs um, on the day, but yeah. they will give you the wickets and they'll create chances. So that's that's all that Yadav and Chahal need to do is create chances and take wickets. And they, they are bound to go for runs as wrist spinners go, do. But um, And that's what they have to stick to. They have to stick to the basics. They have to stick to the line and length. And um, yeah. Chahal needs to, both of them need to go to the happy place and go to um, the think about the better performances that they have and um, keep keep the basics alive and, you know, work. So really keep it simple and, you know, success will follow. Agree with that. I think, you know, you make a good point about the middle overs wickets. Very important in one day cricket because if you're not taking wickets in the middle, you're going to really feel it at the death. Yeah. So, you know, Kuldeep and, and Yusvendra, if they're bowling well and with confidence, India are going to really benefit from that over the next yeah. couple of years. You know, because they can be tough to put away um, in those middle, in those middle overs. Um, we got another question from uh, Adi Chat Crick Crazy Adi. He said, "On Sunday, we saw Indian youngsters playing very much aggressive in the start of their innings and in the start of even their early in their career. Is it the right right approach from them? I, I hundred percent think it is. Go out there, express yeah, yourself." I think- it's an interesting question because that's just how the how they that's play. How they like play. You, you, yeah. yeah, that's their game. Like you, you wouldn't say Sehwag was playing early, you know, fast early in his career or innings because that's just the way he played. Exactly. Um, and and that's same with Prithvi Shaw or Ishan Kishan. You know, that's um, how they play. That's their game. Although it's not careless, I I, I have to um, add this that they don't play careless cricket. They play quick, there's fast cricket, yep. but there's a balance. They know when to take the risk. They would know when to play the shots and they know when to take the singles. So um, if they think the moment is right, they will take the risk and they will. It, it so On some days it will pay off, on some days it won't, but you have to look at the bigger picture and that you have to consider how what what's the nature of their game. Um, if you try and change the nature of their game, then that's not going to work for anyone, not for themselves, not for the team. Um, and they're just going to, uh, yeah. So it, to put it in simple words, um, no, I don't think they need to change any approach or change uh, no, their mindset. That's that. just the way, that's just the way they play. And I think it will do India a lot of good in the long run. Yep. Shikha Dawan continues his great form in white balls, white ball cricket. Unbelievable. 
you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, well, well, did been... I see something, wait, did I see something before the game about Sanjay Mandraker saying he's not the most talented player? Like, Sanjay Mandraker, if you need if you need if you need to play if you need a play to perform for you, just get Mandraka to say something about them, I guess. And you know, they'll they'll perform. But Dewan has been amazing the last couple of years in particular. I know he's taken his T twenty game to another level, hasn't he? And yeah. Do you know do you know what? I was just thinking today with Sanjay Mandraker making all these statements, <clears throat> right? From Ravindra Jadeja being a bits and pieces player. I think let's say, you know, three thousand years down the line. Uh, there's a completely new civilization <laughs> and they start to dig up all our, our history and they, you know they start to dig up all the all the scriptures all the recordings and they dig up what indian players have done and what sanjay mandrekar has said about them i think they will just say well he he doesn't know cricket what did he do yes, uh, yes. because some of the statements he makes like it's, it doesn't make any sense and you know like Calling Ravindra Jadeja bits and pieces play is by far the highlight for me of his, <laughs> of his broadcasting career. Yeah, hard like, to beat. And again, like Shikadavan has been one of the key um, players in the Indian squad, at least yeah. in the white ball squad for the last few years. And, you know, even he has an average of 85 this year, um, f- 58 last year. Uh, and 36 it's the strike rates as well. You know, it's the strike, exactly. it's the strike rates strike as well. As well. It's 93, 90 in, in, late, yeah. in high, high 90s. So, um, you know, that's what he brings to the table with Rohit Sharma at the other end. He's looking you sharp know, as well, two. isn't he, physically? Exactly. You know? and, and once those two tee off, imagine what they can, what the carnage will be at the T20 World Cup in the UAE. Good looking bloke as well, you know. Yeah. What about uh, a question for you before we move on? Hardik Pandya's headband. What did you make of it? Uh, not, not a big fan. <laughs> That's it. All right. We'll move <laughs> not on. Not a big fan. Um, not a big England, fan. Let's move on to England, Pakistan. Um, interesting series. You know, England, what a win in the ODI series. 3 0. It took yep. me by surprise. I know, look, we, we all know how good England's whiteboard depth is, but to win 3 0 is incredible. Then at Pakistan coming back with the incredible win in the first T20 in England, resuming normal service. Um, just want to talk about Liam Livingston six, just how good he, how good is he? It, for me, he makes yeah. England's best T20 team because the impact yeah. he has batting at number five is just extraordinary, isn't it? Yeah. Teams would he kill does. to have and that. I know we would is. as an Aussie fan. And what he has done in the BBL as well over the past few years, I think has been absolutely brilliant. <sighs> Yeah. Um, T20 leagues around the world, actually, not just the BBL, but yeah. you know, his, his impact has been really good and he can make that impact impact in the middle order as well with obviously Moin Ali coming before him. Mm. If those two can tee off, they, you won't need Johnny Bester, you won't need anyone down, you know, below the order. So, um, yeah, I think, as you said, bang on, Liam Livingstone gets into the best T20 squad for so- England. So that relates to the question we were asked at Lords 103. Who would you pick in the T20 World Cup 11? Moeen Ali or Liam Livingston? Moeen Ali was man of the match yesterday. But just the the question asks, you know, considering the 11 is Roy, Butler, Stokes, Bairstow, Morgan, Liam or Moeen, Sam Curran, Jordan, Archer, Woodrushit. So he doesn't have Milan in there. But say you've got to pick... Um, Liam Livingston or Moeen Ali to bat at five, five or six. Yep. I would go with Livingston um, yep. for the reason that Moeen is much more effective batting in the top four. Yeah, What's your correct. opinion? That's correct. I think, um, as you said, 
my my eleven would be Jason Roy, Butler, Milan at three, Besto at four, even Besto at four or Besto slash Moinali, uh, depending on where the game is, um, and who who. Are, Who's left? Oh, sorry. Obviously, Ian Mo- Owen Morgan, uh, Ben Stokes, Liam Livingstone. So that's that's batting till seven, I think. Um, yeah. And then you have uh, four bowlers there. So does that leave you, your bowling you, short? You it probably bowlers. does. You probably want to play another specialist but bowler you, there. Don't but you? you do have you do have Moin Ali, don't you? Like <laughs> I, I'm willing to take the risk. You do have Ben Stokes, Moin Ali, both of them. I know Livingston um, can bowl a bit of leg spin too, but oh, exactly. And and I, with I, I that, don't know if, if, it, know if the, you'd play seven batsmen. That, that's the that's so, the that probably increases the um or you know the the noise it's, around. It's, does it's does not, Morgan make the best team? It's not seven batsmen, is it? Like, is it? It's not really. But, it's not seven full time batsmen. It's you do have Stokes and Moina. I'm just trying to put my case forward that my do you perfect leave eleven. Out? You can't uh, leave Besto out, can you? No, nah, you can't. No, nah, you can't in the white ball. Uh, so he's, then Moeen doesn't the get best in. in the wide so then Moeen doesn't get in. But that's the thing. Well, like, Morgan, I, I, I'm, they say to Morgan, no, you're not part of the team uh, anymore. No, that's not going to happen. We no, know that. it's not. So, um, so ideally, ideally, my 11 would be, and I know my, what my 11 is going to be, is Roy, Butler, Milan, um, Moeen Ali, Morgan, Ben Stokes, Butler, Livingstone. No, Butler's, that's but, Butler's, Butler's opening. Sorry, Butler's opening. Sorry, Roy. But, sorry, I'm, I'm. I'll try this again. Try again, um, man. We've got all night. Roy, Jason, Roy, Butler, David Milan. Yep, that's correct. Mohin Ali at four. Uh, Owen Morgan at five. Ben Stokes at six. Liam Livingston at seven. Have I left anyone out? No, that's you've got Livingston there. I think he's playing too low in that team anyway. If he's going to make, if he's going to make that team. Yeah, I've I've left best out. You've left best out. Uh, yeah. So I, again, uh, yeah, as you said, I think Le- look, Liam no matter Livingston what, or no matter David what, Milan miss out. No matter what combination you go with, you're going to get a good player miss out, or good two players miss out. What, whatever happens, whatever happens, Tom Curran should not be playing. That's hey, it. let's just let's just, just establish playing. that. You let's went just establish that. Over yesterday. I don't care. He's getting care. a look in. They keep picking. I don't care. He should not play. <laughs> he should not picking. play. Um, but I think I, I think once once Sam Curran and Jofra Archer comes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe maybe Sam Curran and Jofra Archer come back. I don't think he'll play. Um, I think uh, obviously Chris Jordan, Adil Rashid, Sam Curran, and Jofra Archer. That's your I think bottom. Four. Is there a case to say that Liam Livingston is more effective in the number five or six position than Ben Stokes would be? Because Ben Stokes has not has not lit up that position uh, in T Twenty cricket. His best knocks have been, come when he's been top top of the order. Yeah. So, so who do you drop that? And and to be fair, sitting here discussing England's white baller depth, you could be is here all night. Scary, scary Look, as well. I agree it? with you. Yeah. You could be here all night, but you know there's some questions there for England to answer because Liam Livingston, also when you consider UAE pitches, he bowls some leg spin, some yep. pretty useful stuff at times. He can be handy there. And if you can have that and, power in your middle order, smashing those runs in the middle overs, back back yep. the death overs. You know, that's an incredible asset to have. I know we'd love that here in Australia. Yeah. But- and, it, and England is such a team that if if everyone clicks, they'll just score 250 in a T20 game. If oh, no easy. one clicks, they they if no one clicks, Look, they'll be bowled out for 60. And that's well, quite possible. That, well, that's the thing. Like, you've got to have a pretty bad day for no one to click in that team because that's how deep they bat. 
you know? Yeah. All you need is one or two guys to sort of lead the way. That's and right. um, you know, they've got a lot of quality in there. I mean, Moeen Ali, as you mentioned, if he if he's not in the top four, he shouldn't play. Yep. The stats between yep. when he bats top four versus when he bats below four is incredible. The averages in the early 30s batting in the top four, but his strike rate's about 150 odd. You know, it's crazy. Um, but you know, nearly 160 even. But when he's batting below the top four, it's like 10 to 15, mm. the average from memory. Yep. So if 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 you know if you want to play best though there, um, you can't get Moeen in there. But Liam Livingston from from five down is very dangerous player as we've seen in this series yep, fair enough. for Pakistan. I think they've got a problem like Australia in a way that they rely on their top order. I'm not seeing mm. enough as well from their, from the middle order. Uh, yep. Do you agree? Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I when Baba Razam's firing and Muhammad Rizwan and, you know, Fakhar yep. Zaman and Muhammad Hafiz and Sohab Maksud is a good player too, but yeah. Obviously, they, they've put all their eggs in one basket when they rely on Mohamed Rizwan and Barbarazan because if those it's guys big, don't click... It's a big yeah. reliance on those two in particular. I know yeah. Mohamed Hafiz yeah. has been good the last couple yeah. of years in T20s. Um, I think yeah, Sohab is a good player, but yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. They're relying a lot on that uh, opening combination. Still and and both, of them, both of them have done superbly well for Pakistan. But when they, when they don't click, when they don't play well... I think it's it's um and that was the case slim, in the ODI pickings. series, wasn't yeah. it? They failed in the first two games and they weren't even in the contests both time. So that's correct. Um, you know, the third game they scored big because Pavarazam and Mohammed Rizwan, you know, sort of led the way. But again, mm. as you said, they just need more players performing on a consistent basis. The yeah. bowling is okay. Struggling to contain England at times, but a lot of teams do. I think the form of Shaheen Shah Afridi, um, you know, is crucial for Pakistan. Um, it is, yep. And we just have to wait and see. We just have to wait and see yep. what combinations they go with going forward. Like, is, is someone like, um, you know, Shahnawaz Dhani, Dahani, who was the top wicket taker in the PSL, should he get an opportunity over someone like a Harris Rolf, who yep. is on the expensive side? So, questions to answer there. At the third T20 will be a big opportunity for Pakistan to leave England with to a try it, players, yep. Try it, players, but also, you know, leaving them with a series win, that'd be a big confidence booster. Um, yeah. A little bit of other cricket happening. Um, you know, we've had Ireland, South Africa, ODI series, a T20 series starts tonight. I've been pretty at, impressed. At 12.30pm. Yeah, 1am. 1am yep. our time. I'll catch the highlights tomorrow and, and all that, yep. you know, the commentary from the game. But the ODI series, I, thought, I was pretty impressed with Ireland for the most part. I thought they batted very well. Yeah, what did you make? Absolutely, of and I think, um, yeah, it is it is important that um, the middle order from from Ireland's perspective really contributes because yeah, that Curtis Camphor and um, even some yeah, Simi Singh, those Harry guys Tector had a good series. So there's some, exactly there's some positives there. Yeah, so those guys really need to contribute in the middle order for them to have any chance of beating top sides, and uh, that did happen against. Uh, South Africa uh, in the second ODI, I think, where they scored 290 for five when yeah, and Balburnie. Andy Balburnie uh, yeah. scored 100 at the top of the order and then Harry Tector scored 79 and George Dockrell scored a 45, so in the middle order. So that was really key. But again, um, for South Africa, Yanim and Milan scored a big, big score and I think he is sealed 
his spot at the top of the order pretty much like any any doubts anyone had i think uh ha- have been put to rest with him yeah. and quentin de Kock doing the job at the top of the order the cock is just he's just in superb form and we keep mentioning him but yeah. when he's been you know relieved of that captaincy he's just been a different, different player and yeah. he came back into the team in the third ODI. He made a big difference. Jan Man Milan making a massive score. But it was Quinton de Kock's presence that sort of elevates South Africa to another level. Mm-hmm. Um, I think South Africa's death bowling is going to be, you know, in question. It, they haven't finished well with the ball, even in Ireland. So they'll want to look at that ODI series. Oh, sorry, this T20 yeah. series coming up as a, as a real way to sort of hit their Yorkers more. They don't bowl a lot of, they don't execute well at the death, South Africa. Yeah. You know, they won in the West Indies. We know as Australians how hard that is to achieve, but they're still not the complete side yet. So if they want to challenge for the World Cup, they've got a few areas to fix, including their finishing with both bat and ball. So we'll just have to wait and see there. Um, Zimbabwe, Bangladesh, Bangladesh winning the series there thanks to Shakib's fantastic batting, fantastic all-round performance. You know, you can argue, should he even be in the team, given his behaviour at times, but... <laughs> Um, but otherwise, Bangladesh don't have though. a team. No, exactly. Much. That's why it's pretty weak management because they realise if he's not there, they're screwed. Yep. You know, bat and ball. You know, you, you might say, exactly. "Oh, okay, it's it's you know, it's, it's against an inexperienced Zimbabwe team." But Doesn't he was matter. under he was, he, was, he was he was surrounded by a lot of useless batting yesterday. You know, there was some really yep. ordinary batting there, and he had to sort of stand above the rest and lead his team home and. He's not only done it against Zimbabwe, he's done it against a number of other more established, more higher ranked teams. So a massive credit to him. I think he reached 12,000 runs in 500 wickets in international cricket. That's just an extraordinary achievement from, from Shakib. Um, did you see the Brendan Taylor hit wicket? Yes, I did. What did you I make did. of it? I thought it was um, maybe a bit harsh. I think it's a dead ball. What do you think? I think it was harsh because he had already played his shot. and That's right. That, it wasn't in the process of playing the shot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think it was a bit harsh, but I think if it's interesting, it's always interesting with these sort of dismissals, isn't it? Because um, Great area. There's all, yeah, there's always going to be two distinct, um, you know, opinions from two um uh, uh, groups of people, uh, groups of fans. So I, I'm, I'm in, I'm in another group where you know it's if proper f- process was followed. Um, my opinion is he wasn't out, but Murray Erasmus did follow proper process and he did consult the uh, third umpire, where mm. you know they just did not give him out on the field where you know it went to the third umpire and then he was given out. But again, yeah. um, it's interesting. Uh, speaking of, you know, T20 cricket, um, I think Bangladesh and Zimbabwe do play three T20s after this ODI series. It's going to be important yep. for them as well, for Bangladesh, um, to, to perform well there. We got a question from Crick indeed. Do you think six hitting is the most defining factor in winning T20s, which, which makes West Indies a clear front runner for the T20 World Cup? If so, what are the other teams that have the upper hand? I think six hitting obviously has a very important part to play, but it's not everything. You've got to play well under pressure. I think West Indies are definitely up there with a chance, but teams like England, India, very strong. Um, Pakistan think, as a threat. Yep. New Zealand. I think yep. in terms of in terms of T20 and winning 
um, what makes a winning combination in T20 or what makes you win games in T20s. I think it's it's not, obviously it's the six hit hitting that gives you the runs, mm. but what what do you do between the six hitting Correct. balls is is important because Correct. if you, How if low you is get your top three, percentage? Yeah. exactly, exactly. If you get three sixes in three balls and you get three dot balls, that's three dot balls wasted. Um, so you get, you need to get three singles of the next ball or three twos, you know, uh, mm. that's, you have to keep rotating strikes. So you have to, uh, and that's what successful teams have done. Even West Indies have done that. We don't notice that, but someone like Amalon Samuels, mm. who was really key for them, he did hit long sixes, but he also rotated the strike. That's what Virat Kohli has done um, in his successful T20 career. He, he runs really, really well in, in between the wickets. So, um, look at any batsman who uh, you know who plays at a fast strike rate. He, apart from Chris Gale, you know Chris Gale for a while. Um, mm. Any batsman who plays at a fast strike rate, they really keep rotating the strike, and um, not a lot of dots. You know, that's yep. that's what the key. Yep. Yep, agree with that. Um, and and that's probably something that the Indian women's team can can take as a lesson. A lot of more yep. strike rotation. You know, we'll touch on that here quickly before we finish. Yep. You know, they, they fell short in the T20 series in the end inning, man. But I thought overall, I thought there was a lot of positives to take out of that tour. You know, yep. do you agree? I think definitely some positives. Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of positives. Yep. Yep. And they're coming here to Australia. Is that their next assignment? Because I know they're coming here for a test match. And some yes, matches here they in are. Australia. I think so, it's a ping ball, ping ball test match. Yeah, it is. So that'll give them some more good exposure. Just have to give them the platform. You know, and, yeah, that's correct. And set things up on um, a domestic scale. You know, uh, listeners, we spoke with, you know, Radha Gupta from, you know, She Talks Ball. We had a special feature with her um, recently. So, you know, go back and have a look at that episode. You know, there's some really good stuff there. Um, also, West Indies women getting victories over Pakistan women, but the Pakistanis coming back in the last two ODIs there. So, like India, I feel a team like Pakistan just needs more cricket. Yeah. Because there's some good performances there. But, you know, if you, if you don't have a domestic structure and you're not playing enough international cricket, it's very, very hard to um, it's very hard to develop a, a strong winning, um, you know, team. You can't develop any Rightly consistency. Said. Yep. So, Rightly said. Some teams to watch out for. You know, we're seeing the women's game grow, and it's it's great to see. And you know, as mentioned, go out and check that that um, that special feature that provides some yep. insights into it. Um, Nash, thank you again for for all your work this week and for all your good insights um, to our listeners. Thank you so much. Um, follow us on Twitter at, at CritBlockPod um, and uh, on Instagram at, at CritBlockPod as well and TV on YouTube. And I uh, hope you enjoy this episode and we'll see you guys next week.